Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. My name's Chris. Um, I am on the line with Alan. Hello. That's Alan. <laughs> a little bit of a delay there. Is that Was that you or was that Skype? No, it was a little bit of a delay, yeah. No, it was me. Brilliant. Okay. I'm on oh, delay. Right. Okay. Yeah, you, you've always had a little bit of a delay, haven't you? Yeah. I'm, well, people have always said to me, you're a bit laggy. You're lagging, laggy. Alan. Yeah. yeah. You're lagging behind. Um, uh, we uh, we are not in the same room um, because we cannot get our schedule straight. And, you know, I, w- I normally work on a Friday. I don't. But, but well, and that's why I thought, I'll hit Alan up. I got the afternoon off. I'll give Alan a call on the Skype and we can talk about all of wrestling burning to the ground. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, it's inevitable, isn't it? It's inevitable that it will burn to the ground. Yeah, and it's inevitable um, that we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, we, we haven't been doing so many podcasts recently because I've been going to less shows. You, you've been keeping busy, but um, it's been it's been less easy for us to get together and, and, and chat. Yeah, I went to but three we in five days, mate. You did, yeah, and we were going to talk about it, but we couldn't work it out, could no. we? No. No. Just couldn't work it out. No. Um, but we're, I think maybe we'll touch on that though. Okay. Um, before we get into, well, I think I think we'll we'll go we'll do three sections of this. Okay. Show. We'll talk about the stuff that you've gone to see. We'll talk about the big news topics of the moment. Yep. And then we'll talk about natural progression series that we're going yeah. to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Give a bit of a preview on that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you went to some shows, didn't you? I did. So um, you were away at the End of the Road Festival. Yes, I was, yeah. Or as uh, I joked with some of your friends at the second of the show, at the Middle of the Road Festival for middle class oh, people. Very, oh, very good. What, what, yeah. Wait a minute, what, what festival would they have gone to? Um, okay. I mean, we, we did all say I'm after... Sure they're super edgy, aren't they? Well, after that, we kind of said, uh, you know, actually, I quite like to go um so you know yeah. it was it was born out of envy um but yeah you were Beautiful. you were away um pogoing and waving your fringe um yeah. to the uh musical offerings at the end of the road um how was that yeah. that was good oh yeah i had a really nice weekend it was a it was a bit of a mixed bag of a lineup but um yeah i saw some stuff that i really enjoyed yeah um and saw some stuff that i enjoyed a little bit less but um yeah, it's a it's a nice festival. It's a very nice yeah. festival. It's very middle class. Yeah, did you have um, some artisanal nice chutney? I didn't, um, but I did eat a bao, steamed bun. All right, yeah. Um, I did see many peacocks. Right. So, it's that right. kind of a... And are you automatically now a member of the Liberal Democrats? Uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. Yeah, and the, buying that ticket the Remain, just... The Remain Party. Yeah, the Remainers got revoke, mate. Got revoke. Yeah. Article, not just Article Fifty, Articles One to Forty Nine as well. Yeah, and beyond. Yeah, 
any article you can come up with, I'm slapping a revoke on it. Yeah, I read an article gone. about Phoebe Waller Bridge and I was like, this needs revoking. Yeah, revocation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did go to End of the Road um, and missed the wrestling. There were, there were some yeah. big shows that weekend, weren't there, as well? They're like, there was a big NXT in Wales and yeah. in Japan in East London, but you didn't go to those, did you? No, no. So, yeah, I didn't go to RevPro on the Friday night um, for their Summer Sizzler, um, but we'll we'll perhaps talk about um, their Summer Sizzler later. Um, I didn't go to NXT in Cardiff um, because I'm not a cop, and I didn't go to New Japan at the Copper Box. Um, one, because the Copper Box is a, a stupid name um, mm. for an arena. And two, uh, because at the, at the time the tickets went on sale, I was a bit down on New Japan because it was kind of post-WrestleMania and I hated big wrestling. Um, yeah. And then the G1 came about and I was kind of back on board. But by then I'd already bought a ticket for the show that I did go to. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I, di- I didn't go to any of the, uh, the big shows. Instead, I turned the car north rather than south and went to that leicester uh to see wrestling resurgence yeah and we've been to wrestling resurgence a couple of times yeah um weirdly we yeah we we go to the one further away from our house uh in nottingham than the one just half an hour away from our house Uh, not our our shared house we don't live together um, perish well, we, the thought. I, I like to think of um, Northampton as one big house. It is. It's one big shitty house. Um, yeah. So I went to Wrestling Resurgence, and there was a lot of talk over the the weeks leading up to it about um, the death of Britress. You know, Britress is dead, mate. Isn't it? It's dead. Uh, R.I.P. Pour, yeah. Pouring one out for for Britress. Um, Ticket sales are down. Yeah. You know, progress take a lot longer to sell out these days. It's dead. Yeah. Now, there was only just over a hundred people at Wrestling Resurgence. It's a, a tiny kind of um, bijou space. If you imagine their Nottingham space, uh, it's almost exactly the same, just a little bit smaller. Okay. Um, but there were people there in that room, and I would count myself amongst them, who, on any other day would have been at New Japan at the Copper Box. But there was a match announced for that Wrestling Resurgence show, which made people head north to an indie show rather than south to a a big first-time-ever, Andy Quill didn't get that, first-time-ever New Japan had come to the UK. And that was um, there was an Iron Woman match between Kanji and everybody's favourite, Charlie Evans. Um, so that was that was really the, the abiding thing that made me go there. And I know there were a few others, um, Meg and Steve and Ewan and Andy, uh, all of this parish who decided to do the same thing. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice. Like, I, I think uh, listeners of this podcast will know that we, we don't sort of lean towards the big wrestling. Um and uh, somebody's asked us a question actually about some of the bigger wrestling, so we'll we'll talk about that a bit later on. But mm. we we're normally sort of gravitating towards that sort of well, let's call it the 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 undergraps graps underground. That's yeah. our that's our wheelhouse. Yeah. So for us, like that's always going to be an easy decision. Um, 
but it's nice to see that other people feel the same way. Yeah, um, and not I'm not shocked, not shocked at all. But um, no, you know, it's nice to have that validation. And you know, wrestling resurgence are carving out a, a little niche of their own. That I I do think what they do is very similar to to what you're doing with good wrestling in Wolverton. Mm-hmm. What Josh is doing down in Brighton with Riptide. It's there's no specific thing to it. Um, you know, years ago, you could look at, say, Attack and say, oh, yeah, it's the, the wacky wrestling. And you'd look at Fight Club and it's like, oh, yeah, it's the uh, kind of the grimy underground nightclub wrestling. There's no specific thing to Wrestling Resurgence or Good or Riptide, um, except that they're using a lot of the same people because those people have got a personal connection with the fans. Um, and some of them, I don't think they've gone out of, out of their way to, to get that personal connection because one of them is Spike Trivet, for fuck's sake, um, who, you know, he's completely hated in a, a way that everyone loves. So I think by tapping into that kind of wrestler, um, and that's a, a bit of a, a loaded phrase given Resurgence's next show, but we won't go there, um, that kind of wrestler... Um, they've hit upon something that's working and it's really nice to to go to shows where promotions have become a nice little package yeah yeah and i think i think that's a real positive i've always i've enjoyed the couple of resurgent shows that i've been to and and um and uh sam seems like a, a nice fellow i don't really yeah i don't know much about the rest of the crew i'm sure they're fine though i'm sure they're fine um but it's nice to see well-run shows by people who get it um and people who are putting their focus on just just making something fun yeah um and and they're trying so, some new stuff so their next show um, which I'm thinking about going to, but I am a little concerned uh, about it, is um, they've they've got an, a show where everybody on the show is a person of colour. Uh, it's yes. called Everything Patterned. Uh, Roy Johnson is curating the show. Um, so he did a little speech before um, the show a couple of weeks ago, um, beat up Charles Crowley, who had pulled someone out of the crowd and beaten him up. And I tell you, that person never regained their seat for the rest of the night. So oh, no. it's really They're quite sad. Taken away into a, to a local medical facility. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, he came out and he beat up Charles Crowley, um, who again kind of stood out even in just a little cameo. We've, we've said some nice things about Charles Crowley before on this podcast. Um, yeah. And he, he's someone who seems to have got it. Um, so that was quite good. Um, and yeah, Roy Johnson came out and, it's a brave thing to try. Uh, it shouldn't be. Um, it's like doing an all-women show. There's an all-women show in, in South London tonight. And that shouldn't be a rarity, but it is. And this is the, the first show ever. Um, although there was a guy in the late 90s called Big Papa T, who was way ahead of his time because um, he used to run shows in nightclubs in North London for the Nigerian community and they were packed and there were, there were a lot of white guys on the shows as well, but that was a, that was shows sort of deliberately aimed at the, the black community. Um, and I I think this show is, 
Although I'm a little concerned that given what I know about wrestling crowds, that we'll go there and everyone in the ring will be black or Asian and everyone in the crowd will be white. And that will just seem a little bit weird. So I haven't made my mind up on that yet. Yeah, I mean, it's encouraging and I, I think it is a positive endeavour. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, you, you're right. Um, you want to encourage diverse audiences, absolutely. Um, and, and hopefully by booking a card uh, featuring, uh, you know, non-white performers, that will draw those people in. Um, but by the same token, the for better or for worse, the, the majority of the wrestling audience is um, white British. I think. Yeah, and it's like when, um, we, when we first used to go to Eve and it was you know, overwhelmingly majority male. And yes. now there are a lot more women in the crowd. Yeah. Um, but that has taken time. So it's a brave thing for resurgence to do, but I wonder if it's something that needs to keep being done to make a difference. I mean, for all I know, they have been really active in the local um, BAME community, and there will be loads of fresh faces there, and I really hope there yeah, is. I hope so, yeah. Yeah. So the next night, um, yep. I uh, went two miles down the road to wow. uh, Northampton Town Centre to a pub uh, that we we know as the Racehorse, um, that is now known as the Black Prince, or if you go by the poster for the event, uh, the Black Price. Yes, yeah. Um, starting off with a major misspelling on the poster, yeah, uh, might sort of clue you into what we're dealing with here. I think. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, it was quite nice because it, it's about 30 years since I've started drinking in the racehorse. Um, so it was a nice sort of step back in time for me because it's not a pub I go into a lot. Um, but, yeah, I went to Wynn's Homecoming. Uh, Wynn, um, and it used to, I don't think it, it does anymore, uh, stand for the Wrestling Institute of Northampton. Um, I think it just, it I don't know, I think it just stands for Wynn now. Um, okay. You know, because, I mean, if you most of your shows are in Daventry. Um, you don't want to call yourself the the Wrestling Institute of Northampton, do you? No, I guess. People in Daventry, they don't like Northampton types. No, it's real uh, local rivalry. Yeah, hate them, mate. They're fighting yeah. in the streets of Weedon. <laughs> They've drawn a line in Weedon. Yeah, bloody clashes. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm hoping that Daventry backstop comes off. Well, frankly. you know, the, the people of Daventry uh, have long... Uh, wanted to reunite with their brethren in rugby so you know yeah. it's uh it's thorny it's thorny mate it's thorny very yeah thorny. so yeah so i went to uh win's homecoming um and they held the show in the pub garden um yeah. now you you'll know the racehorse pub garden is massive um and they held it right at the top of the pub garden uh, where there's some kind of impromptu stage built so i presume they have yes, bands there playing there and and stuff uh, yeah i have i have seen them have bands yeah there and DJs and stuff. um and they had uh so they they just put the ring um out on the grass uh used a lowered ring weirdly um it's kind of a strange decision uh, and then put um picnic tables kind of around it to make an arena sure yeah um so yeah i mean this was this was a show 
Um, we went to a show a couple of weeks ago um, in a pub car park. Um, and I think they were shooting for something similar to that, maybe, um, which sounds odd yeah. because, um, you know, the, the show in a pub car park was, was, I mean, we called it, it was Outlaw Dirt Show Trash Shit, wasn't it? Um, yeah, uh, it's weird to be aspirational for that sort yeah. of thing. Um, and, and maybe they had kind of higher um, aspirations than that. Um, there was there was one guy who worked both those shows, uh, Daryl Flynn, um, yep. worked both those shows. Um, so we got sort of six, seven matches um, featuring the regular win crew, um, all the, the people that had come through their training school in Northampton, and a couple of outsiders. Um, and everything was variable. I will say that. Um, the matches were variable in quality. Uh, the angles were, were variable in uh, both taste and uh, whether they hit. Um, and the show overall was kind of variable. Um, they had about 70 or 80 people there, yeah. which, you know, that's, that's a net take of about seven or 800 pounds. Uh, yeah, so it must be noted that as opposed to the Leighton Buzzard car park show we went to, this was £10 yeah. rather than free. Yeah, although you could watch it for free on the multi-storey car park next to it. And <laughs> uh, throughout the, the show, uh, there were a grand total of five people who at one point were watching for free from the multi-storey okay. car park. None of them stayed for more than one match, oh. um, which oh. perhaps telling. Although maybe they pulled up and they had somewhere to be. Why else would you yeah. park in a car park? You know what I mean? So, you know, perhaps they thought, I can just squeeze a match in before I've got to uh, go around the Deco Theatre around the corner and see Joe Longthorne. No? Yes. Yeah. Um, it'd have to be with a medium, of course. Joe Longthorne's died now. Um, but what an act. What an act. Joe Longthorne yeah. <laughs> through a medium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there were a couple of things that were cringeworthy. Um, so the, the opening match, uh, had a, a stipulation to it that the loser, uh, got their hair or, or beard because Daryl Flynn is bald, uh, but he did have a magnificent beard, um, dyed pink, um, oh, okay. and dyed because, pink because face. pink's a terrible color for a man to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, isn't it? yeah. Um, and I could have done without that a bit. They had uh, a pair of dolly birds, um, two girls who, as the night wore on, um, looked progressively more freezing um, in uh, tights, high-heeled shoes and leotards, uh, walking the wrestlers to the ring. Oh. Yep. Uh, on, a, on a bit of grass. Um, so they yeah. walked from a curtain, uh, set up in front of the, the stage, around the ring and then back. Um, so yeah, that was a, a bit weird. It was kind of like, um, well, and also as in common with, uh, what was happening in Newport Pagnell, the ring announcer was very sweary, um, yeah. which, you know, that, that pub garden, it's surrounded by other properties. Um, so I was always a bit, so it was almost kind of like they, they did make a point that this was their first, uh, over 18 show. And it was almost like they tried to make up for it by, by what do adults do? Oh, adults like women and swearing. Yeah. And yeah. adults hate gays. Um, so there was a little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, it's less than ideal. That's not... 
the the over eighteen show thing is like it feels redundant to me. Mm. Like if you if you can't do a show, like I mean we we just to give a little bit of context and and at least be um, responsible and culpable for any criticism that might come my way. <laughs> like, we do run a show where the majority of the audience is going to be over eighteen, but we do allow children in if they're accompanied by. A responsible grown-up. Yeah. But we make it clear that it is a a show aimed at grown-ups. Yeah. Um, and the same is true with Fight Club as well. You, you, you get kids at Fight yeah. Club, and that's still very much yeah. aimed at, at grown-ups. And conversely, I think you can do a show that is clean and will appeal to children that isn't uh, Butlin's camp show yeah and it like, it doesn't even need to be clean um but it just doesn't need to have that air of forced um adultness to it well that no but that's it isn't it that's what i mean is like i think for some people it's one or the other yeah like you're either a um safe camp show that is aimed specifically at eight-year-olds or you are rough and tumble sweary sexy Whereas you could just be an entertaining wrestling show that's going to appeal to everyone. Yeah, and just have a, a little bit in it. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it was nice. I finally got to see my young boy, James Toll, wrestle. Um, yeah, Toll Booth. Yeah, he's it, it, having his maybe sort of fifth or sixth match. Um, had an I quit match. Right, on his fifth or sixth match. Yeah, yeah. When they announced that, I did send him a message to say, keep it simple, mate. Um, and for a large large part, they did. Um Okay. Sort of slightly confusing ending a little bit, but um, it was all right. Um, I, I didn't get to see my new young boy because I'm done with the toll booth now. Uh, I'm now all on the Dark Fruits Daddy. Um, yeah. He was there. He was filming at ringside. Um, David Grant. Yeah, sadly, I didn't get to see uh, him wrestle, although I've seen some footage of him this week, um, just killing people in the ring, Look, yeah. looking yeah. smart in his leotard. Yeah, he's a big boy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, well on board with that. Um, and the main event was really the match of the night. Um, it was uh, Jay Garner, who uh, mm-hmm. came to the ring smoking a fag. What a bad boy! I know. And then he took a swig of somebody's pint, which um, <laughs> earlier, uh, and it was the 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 people who the pint belonged to. Um, you will know them. Um, if yeah. you saw it, it as a family, um, okay. and uh, I, they'd earlier tried to take that point back to the bar because Grandad didn't like it, and the bar wouldn't allow them to take it back. <laughs> not that kind of pub, mate. Not that kind of pub. So really um, that they were very enthusiastic to give the drink to Jay Garner, um, and Did and to be fair, it, it... well, I mean, he, he claimed to enjoy it. His baby face, he had to. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but he was against um, Ross Lee. Uh, and oh, yeah. also uh, the the girl or the bad guys want um, Noah Blade, and they had a, they had a, a, a really good three way. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, that was the although um, C J Carter was on the card, that was the only match of the night that had kind of outside talent on it, and it did kind okay. of show. You know who was outside Jay Garner. Yeah, because Jay Garner's not pure wind talent is he i think he was trained down in milton Keynes and yeah, yeah and that okay. so 
Um, but yeah, Bagheera was on the card. Um, that was, you know, I was sat with uh, our friend Joe, um, and we were, we were. That was almost like you did a drop. Then I don't know what happened Sorry. there. That's all right. It was yeah. almost like a sound effect when I mentioned I the just word had Joe. To readjust. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and we we were doing some uh, comic stylings on uh, just where uh, what jungle Bagheera was from because um, he was doing his his usual stuff. Although even Bagheera. Coming out being a savage jungle man, um, yeah. he had his face um, painted in a way that he looked like a black man with a, a, a white skull painted on his face. Oh, oh, okay. So I didn't know how I felt about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's weird to be doing a jungle gimmick outside a multi-story car park, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's like, I'm not sure what jungle he was from. Halston Furs, maybe? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so I mean, probably picking picking needles out of his feet for the rest of the night. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it was fun. I'd go again. You know, it was only down the road. Um, I I enjoyed my time there. That may have been the company um, rather than the wrestling. And it's like we've said um, about so many things like that. It's it's nice to just have that option going on. Uh, the vast majority of the crowd there were non wrestling fans. They were just okay. uh, racehorse regulars. And, you know, uh, because um, old uh, Dean Graves, he did an impromptu match. Um, impromptu? Yeah, in the, he answered a challenge. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he, he... And he works behind the bar. He though, does, yeah. He? So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he did that. So, you know, his pals um, from the pub, they were quite happy to see him and, and sort of gave him big props. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, it was good. And then okay. I had two nights off yeah, um, because I was sick of wrestling by that point. Uh, but by the Wednesday, I was kind of ready to go again. And I went to Milton Keynes. So, and again, another local wrestling show. Um, yes. You know, I went to three wrestling shows uh, within 50 miles of each other. And there was only maybe one wrestler on both show, on two, on one or more of the shows. So... You know, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's a big, wide range of people. Um, so I went down to Milton Keynes, to Wolverton, uh, where you live uh, in your professional life. Um, yeah. But uh, not for good, because that's next Saturday. Uh, I went for IPW, for the first IPW. of their OMG Wednesday night shows. The first one? Yes. Um, you could buy a season ticket. And, can, and can you? well, the the person in front of me in the queue, he had a season ticket. Okay, all right. Yeah, and uh, I I tell you who was uh, taking tickets on the door, and this might be opposite for later. Josh Bodum fan. Josh Bodum fan. Yeah, you remember I mean, I from RevPro. I don't I don't know whether I'd recognise that person. Yeah, I do remember I, there was a Josh Bodum fan. I didn't at first. I thought I know you from somewhere. And then I listened to uh, the first wrestling podcast I've listened to in ages. I listened to the grapple guys this week and they mentioned that he, he stopped going to rev pro. I mean, there's no point in him going now, but we'll talk about that later. Um, And now works for IPW. So, and I was like, ah, right. There you go. It's him. Okay. Um, So, yeah, so I went to there um, mainly for, for just, one match really or really just one name because i was going as soon as the name was announced uh joey janella was flown over for just one show it appeared i thought he was over for more but no he just came over for one appearance 
Ridiculous. Um, I know. And they put him in the ring with Gene Money. Um, and as anybody knows, Gene Money is one of my favourite wrestlers. The Resurgence show, by the way, had a match between Gene Money and Chris Brooks on it that was ooh-la-la. It was absolutely amazing. Um, two of my favourite wrestlers uh, tearing the house down. They, they were so, so good. Only bettered by the uh, Kanji-Charlie Evans Iron Woman match, um, which main evented that show. Um, so, you know, I love me a bit of Gene Money. And when you give me Gene Money versus Joey Janela, I'm going to go. Very good. Yeah. yeah. And it was good, was it? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Can, can we write that noise down? Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what IPW is anymore. Um, I, I was I, I stood at the show chatting to uh, another promoter. I won't name him because I might drop some of the gossip he gave me um, this week in a, in a very sort of shaded way. Um, mm-hmm. And he revealed kind of the, the ballpark figure that IPW paid that the wrestling league paid for the rights to the name IPW and presumably IPW's venues. Um, and my eyes nearly fell out of my head um, because I don't know what collateral there is in We've IPW. Been before though, haven't we? Like, yeah. That, that, you know, somebody else bought the name IPW as well that, you know, I can't believe he's managed to sell it on, frankly. Yeah. Because um, we're, we're what? Two years down the line. Yeah. From that. Um, and it's not like you're buying a ready-made fan base because those shows on a Wednesday uh, in Wolverton, the first couple drew really well, um, but they had people like Marty Skrull and Pete Dunne. Um, well, they had, like, yeah, the, the guys who were big at the time. Yeah. And it was like it was like at the cusp of when they were really starting to sort of make moves with... Yeah, midweek wrestling was cool. Um, and then the the numbers dropped off. And, and this show, on a Wednesday night, um, lovely Wednesday night in uh, August, September, it was just into September, um, with a name import, um, it only drew about 70 people, um, which was the same as Wynn pulled in a pub garden a couple of days before. Um, with Bagheera. So you've got to wonder, is Joey Janela the same kind of drawer as, as Bagheera? Yes. Yes, he is, yes. Although I would perhaps put Bagheera more on the level of Jungle Boy. Yeah, well, you know how I feel about Jungle yeah. Boy. Um, so, I mean, the show was, again, a mixed bag. There were some really good performances on it. Um, Warren Banks came out uh, and squashed a fella in under a minute. I quite enjoyed that. Good. He was wearing... Um, what looked to be uh, some burgundy slacks uh, and nice. depth shoes because he, he was supposed to be in his uh, in his shoot gear, you see, you know, okay. just in his street clothes. He came out and beat up a guy who was uh, the gilf smasher. And, yeah, he explained, he said, you know what the G stands for in gilf, don't you? And the, the crowd tittered because, of course, we all do. You know, we're all fans of that particular niche of of yeah. pornography um it stands for grieve as in dominic grieve yeah that's so niche but i love yeah. it um yeah. no it stands for granny and then he explained yeah so granny i'd like to fight so his whole thing that was he liked to beat up grandmothers 
And he, he actually did quite a nice little turn. He he got himself over as a character. Um, this guy, Nick Payne, I think his name was. Although if I've got his name wrong, he obviously didn't get himself over as a character um, and should just call himself Gil Smasher for the rest of his life, uh, including in his private life. Uh, so uh, why have you come for the job today, Mr. Gil Smasher? Well, um, I saw the advert and I thought you might have a lot of grannies. Well, I mean, we we do cater to the older generation, but just what is it that you I want, want to smash them? You, you've got the job. Um, so, Thank you yeah, very much. Uh, he um he he did a funny little thing about uh yeah uh fighting everybody's grannies um and I think the 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 best way to pay off his angle uh, because I hope that he comes out every show and asks for a granny to fight and then gets beaten up by a non-granny every time. And eventually yeah. they could bring out Soraya, who is a, <laughs> a legit granny and who would kick him in the cunt, you know, would yeah. really beat him up. I don't know if uh, the new IPW have got the money for Soraya um, or if she no, travel from, from Norwich to Wolverton on a weeknight. I don't know. Well, transport links aren't great. They're not That's from Norwich problem. to anywhere, really. Uh, I mean, from Norwich, from Norwich to Yarmouth, fine uh from norwich to dis fine uh you go outside norfolk norwich is a, just a pain isn't it yeah you could get yeah. to beckles quite easily yeah yeah i mean i don't know why you'd want to go to beckles but you know, there's, beckles. there's many better places around that coast i was i was in one hopton hopton that's my that's my tip don't all go to hopton though because then you'll ruin I it won't. yeah no, that's okay. fair. um so yeah so there were some good performances bobby tyler um, first time I've seen her for a while. She put in a, a good performance. Um, and then uh, you had uh, the the draw match, which was kind of the main event, but not the main event, um, of Gene Money and Joey Janela. It went on before the interval, so they could do uh, in-ring photographs with Joey Janela for £20. There were not a oh. lot of takers for £20. £20. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, and, and you know what? They didn't click. They really didn't click. Um, two well, of my favourite wrestlers. Is, but this is the problem with like putting two ostensibly comedy guys together, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, Although Joe Janela can work against comedy guys um, because, you know, we've seen him work against Orange Cassidy and stuff. But yeah. I don't know if it's because when he works those comedy guys, he, he kind of he's familiar with them. Yeah, and it might also just be because Joey Janelle is not a good wrestler. So, uh, <gasps> moving on then, um, yeah. I think we should uh, talk. We're, we're getting we're getting long on this now. Already. Okay. So let's um let's go to the Facebook message board and, and talk okay. about some of the questions that people have asked. Shoot. Um, because then we'll get sort of prompted, I think, to to, to discuss yeah. the big news items of the minute. Okay. Um, and apologies if we don't end up touching on the big news item that you really want us to touch on. We're probably gonna we'll probably cover it but if we've missed something that's gone wrong in british wrestling recently that's not on us that's on the fact that british wrestling is a garbage fire and <laughs> everything that is everything that could go wrong is going wrong for somebody or other in the scene um and most of them deserve it frankly um yeah but uh yeah i'm gonna i mean i don't know how seriously i should take some of these questions uh, <laughs> But uh, where do I start? Okay. Go right in at the deep end, mate. Right, should I just start from the top? Yeah. 
which I mean actually covers pretty much every. And no, I'm going to skip. <laughs> Sorry, this is really boring. Me scrolling through Facebook trying to find hashtag uh, planning on the podcast. Uh, trying to find the questions. Okay, uh, Mitch Smith asks, "Do I need to send you my mobile number to listen to the podcast?" Uh, that's a clever one, really, isn't it? It's very so uh, I would say it's non it's not negotiable not negotiable um also yeah uh, I'm not sure you fully understand how podcasts work Mitch uh, <laughs> frankly uh, you don't need uh, to put a telephone number in goodbye um uh, so uh, uh, first when he when he said that I thought he knew somehow that we were planning to do this over Skype on mobile phone <laughs> and that he wanted to dial into the conversation and right. hear it live. Well, I mean, we can it. offer that to people if, if they want to pay uh, the princely yeah. sum of £20. £20. Um, and you get a photo, uh, a screenshot of the... Yeah. Uh, of me and Joey Janella. Because I did have a photo yeah. with Joey Janella. Did you First pay one. £20? No, I just grabbed him as he walked past and took a photo. <laughs> and if you look, and, and such is the quality of my photo, if you look in the corner, you see a bit of my thumb. Okay, very good. That, I mean, yeah. That's not very good. Okay, no. so this question from Mitch yeah. um, is a thin, thinly veiled but very clever reference to uh, the most recent uh, Britrest controversy. Um, so this was sort of brought to light by both Jade, wrestler, yeah. and Shakara, uh, a wrestler. Um, yeah. Two female wrestlers. Um who are working all over the sort of Midlands and, and, and London area, um, who were booked to work the Broken Ring Wrestling Show. Is that this weekend, is it? Is yeah, it? it's supposed to be this weekend. Uh, okay. I think it's this weekend, yeah. Yeah. So they both posted screenshots of a message threads that they've had with the promoter, um, who was asking for a personal telephone number from them. Yeah. Not a landline. In... Um, so, you know, a mobile number, a contact number. Yeah. yeah. Which in and of itself is fairly innocuous. But well, I mean, that's the thing them... here. Mm. Yeah, the, the, there's a couple of things at play here. Um, yeah. That initially you look at it and it could be perfectly reasonable, but then it turns out to not be perfectly reasonable. Well, upon saying they weren't comfortable giving <laughs> a personal contact number and that they could be contacted by social media uh, quite easily um, the promoter was forceful and insistent on having the number and that having um, and that it was a requirement for insurance and that they also wanted a contact for next of kin which I feel mm -hmm. like is an addendum that they, they added on later to sort of yeah. justify the initial question um, and was insistent that it was a requirement for them to be allowed to work the show. Um, now, even then, even at that point, you can say, well, maybe this is a promoter who is new to the game, who is yep. being overly officious um, and, and slightly naive about what exactly he needs in order to get the, get the show running. Yeah, I mean, not I everyone we're... is like you and, and does things by the seat of their pants, mate. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I, I, and I said, you know, and I've said on, on Facebook that those aren't requirements that we have. Um, yeah. And I think, I think at, 
actually that's kind of the consensus across the board really um any other promoter kind of offering their two cents to this was was sort of saying he's wrong you don't need yeah. that information um now it obviously this is a thorny issue because ultimately it boils down to a woman has said no and a man has insisted that it, you know that he have a personal contact number so yeah. there's a cre- there's a creepy element to it also another promotion had contacted some of the male wrestlers that were on the show who hadn't been asked and weren't pushed for that same information yeah um now take that for what it's worth i, I don't have that information i haven't been in touch with these people um but it does sound like the promoter has put himself in a bit of a position to be exposed as a creeper. Yes. As a grade A creeperzoid. Um, and there are some people defending him, um, which I think is fine. I think, you know, I think conversation around this is fine. And I think actually there was a way to get out of this without, with, with maintaining some dignity. And that would be yep. to have had a bit of contrition shown a bit of sort of humility and contrition and said yeah okay now it's been pointed out to me yeah i, I understand so forceful with that yeah i understand um, how bad it looks and this reflects badly on me because i shouldn't be doing this and i will readdress my actions in future yeah i was but, being naive i don't need all of that information necessarily um, yeah i'd like to still work with these people but that's not what they did. Hmm. Um, now, the promoter of Broken Ring took to Twitter to basically defend himself against everybody who levelled criticism at him with some of the most distasteful responses that I've seen um, from somebody who's trying to sell tickets to the general public. Yeah. Joking about suicide and joking about how, oh, somebody's criticism gave me cancer um and and the like yeah um, and it was starting to feel like this was a promotion run by 4chan at times um <laughs> a really unpleasant fella this character um by the you know judging by his twitter presence and every response he was given had the uh the ticket box office number at the bottom of it as well well so i mean much... he's on yeah so i mean um, the thing is here that in those messages um, from Jade and Chikara, um, they they mentioned that they'd rather be contacted by social media. Now, they've both got professional Facebook pages. They've both got professional Twitter pages. I, uh, some people may know, um, I am uh, an official in my local Labour Party. I have access to all of my members' details, um, but I largely talk to those members using Facebook Messenger. Because you know what? That message that I send on Facebook Messenger goes to their mobile phone. So it's yeah. easier for me to do it all in one place, and it ends up on the same device that having that mobile phone number would do. So also there's like an audit trail like it's just i don't know it's just easier yeah. yeah um so as you say that bit is that could be explained away as maybe someone 
overthinking or not uh, thinking enough into how contact works in 2019. You know, yeah. if if that had been the case, fine. Then it raised its head about this thing that, I mean, he claimed that there were just four wrestlers that he didn't have numbers for, two men, two women, um, and that he was trying to, to get hold of that. Now, again, it may be that he had numbers of the the male wrestlers that say he didn't ask by some of the means, you know, passed on, you know, oh, Chris Brooks, can you give me Kid Lycos's number so I can ring him to book him? You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. again, you can maybe give him the benefit of the doubt there, except that the other two male wrestlers who apparently he was asking for numbers, they've not surfaced. But what has surfaced is pretty much every other wrestler on that show uh, male or female and mostly male have now all got together and said we don't want to work for this fella this is creepy and they've all pulled out of the show so it it would not even seem that these other people that he's supposedly been in contact with are comfortable with that i i, I honestly i think this is just it, it's a disaster in pr i think if if I had my sort of pragmatic cap on and I wanted to look at this completely objectively, it feels like I, I don't actually... I want to believe that the, the guy in question um, did not have malicious intent with those or original messages. I want to believe that because ultimately I want to believe that there are less creepers in the world than there are. <laughs> Um, You're wrong, mate. There's more. They're hiding. There probably are more. Yeah, you. I mean, and and you could be absolutely right, but it does feel a little bit like somebody without enough social sort of uh, or self awareness about them to go. Ah, yeah, maybe I won't push that point, and maybe I won't try and get into an argument with people on Twitter. Maybe I'll play it cool and just try and run a wrestling show. Like, when you come in for criticism, take a step back and think, yep. is this, it? <laughs> like, did I do something wrong? Well, maybe I did. Maybe I should put my hands up and, and try and move past this rather than go come out swinging. And he came out swinging and he's missed every punch and he, he he's looking like an absolute mess right now. Um, yeah, I mean, so he's claiming he sold more tickets and that the show will be going ahead. I'm sorry, um, but absolutely he's, no way that's true. Yeah, there's but he's, at the no moment, way. he's got no wrestlers. But the, there's another promoter got, who runs big T, in that big area. Big still doing it. I, d- I doubt it. Big T's down <laughs> with the girls. He's, he loves, loves the women in a respectful way, the same way he loves his <laughs> mum. Um, okay. uh there are a group of wrestlers in that area of the country. And, and in fact, if I'm, if I'm being realistic in every area of the country who will work any old shit show, um, whether they're paid or not. So I've well, no I doubt he that. will find um, a crew of wrestlers, yeah, but the quality will be way lower. Well, I was thinking about this. Like uh, if there, there are wrestlers that I would not blame if they decided to work this show because 20 pounds is a lot to some people. Yeah. It just is, you know, it's a difference between 
you know, being able to eat a decent meal that week. Yeah. It's like, you know, money isn't easy to come by for everyone. So, no. you know, if people end up working that show, unless you're somebody of certain standing where you probably would be able to pick up other bookings elsewhere, um, you know, I, I don't think it's right to sort of pile on anybody who does end up working. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's different to, to go into work for Amazon or Tesco. Um, even in the wrestling sense, you know, the wrestling sense of Amazon or Tesco being WWE or whatever, um, yeah. in that this is, this is, appears to be a toxic promoter yeah. and thus going to, um, working for this show enables him to continue be, okay. being a promoter. So I think there are some times where you do have to draw the line. Um, yeah. And it's weird because wrestling is a shitty, scummy business. Um, but occasionally there are people who are too shitty and too scummy. And again, you know, not even in the original offence, um, which can be explained away, perhaps, but in his appalling reaction to it. Okay. Okay, I think yeah. that's fair. Well, talking about shitty and scummy Brit rest, let's move on. Yeah. Um, what's a good question? Oh, since a lot of bad things associated with 2000s Brit rest are making a comeback, when can we expect the Mark Priest in return from Jan Buxton? Well, I mean, do you want the the serious answer to that or the jokey answer to that? Um, the the I don't want an answer. Well, I mean, the answer to both is is never. Um, it's not going to happen. I'm too old, mate. I'm too old. Uh, I was yeah. I was already old when I was wrestling, um, and at least then I was fit. And now I'm old and unfit. Um, so it's it's probably probably not going to happen. See, I've already slipped a probably in there now, haven't I? Yeah. So um, who knows when I'll turn up at a pub car park near you? Um, no. So what? Just standing in the car park. Yeah. Um, so what Jan's referring to here is uh, a trio of uh, events of which the Broken Ring Wrestling was just the uh, the the last. Although I would say um, that sort of thing wasn't so prevalent in the mid 2000s because not everybody had a mobile phone then, even then. So mm. you know, I mean, are we talking a trio or a quartet? I mean, I've got four. I've got four other events that probably need covering. All right, okay. Like they don't stop. It doesn't bloody stop. <laughs> So yeah, I mean the ones I was thinking of were were the Broken Ring, uh, yeah, Farago, um, OWE, cancelling their tour at the last minute. Although I don't think OWE cancelled the tour because Shima seemed I mean, to know fuck all about it. Um, I don't feel like there's a lot to say about that. I no, think, I think you know some people were out of their depth trying to promote a, some shows for a promotion that don't have a drawing or draw or following over here as, as much as um, I've enjoyed watching Shima wrestle, people aren't watching OWE. They're just no. not like, like people that's like stardom couldn't come over and do a show over here and they've got more of a following than OWE. Exactly. Dragon, yeah. Dragon Gate would struggle now. Yeah. Like it's Send, not... Sendai girls. That was a very small crowd. Uh, and, and that the... had Fight Club Pro behind it. Yeah, and also uh, WWE UK women on the, the card as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then the 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 big one that I was thinking of uh, was the Summer Sizzler. But what else were you 
what other shit shows well, were you um, thinking about? I, I don't think you can forget that um, there was a big show in a cave that didn't. Happen oh, of course, of course, yes. As well, so uh, let's go through those one at a time. OWE, yeah. I think we've covered. Um, just your ambition as an outstripped ability. Um, somebody did point out to me um, not very many British wrestling talent members <laughs> what is that no. sentence not, not not a lot of british wrestling present on those cards no um, um and a couple of them is it robert sharp um who thankfully wasn't yeah. at ipw last wednesday um yeah, it was a nice was like surprise Bobby tyler anti-fun police and that was about it yeah really. uh, which in itself um, you know it's, it's not terrible it, it's nice to no, see some I new think, people but how are you going to no, make your money fine but yeah exactly yeah like you're bringing in luchasaurus yeah, fine. Sad, I would have liked to have seen um, Luchasaurus. Not enough to buy a ticket well, to OWE, but... So, obviously, that whole weekend being scratched from the uh, the calendar uh, dropped a lot of people in it. But also, um, we also, in the past weekend, had the Breed Wrestling in a Cave show. Yeah, we were going to go to a cave, mate. Cancelled at the 11th hour. Yeah. Um... Now, I I posted quite a lot about this on Twitter. Um, kind of put out quite a long statement about. Well, because it hit home with you, didn't it? Yeah. Because it, it almost uh, exactly the same thing happened to you. Not in a cave. No, no. We, when we started three years ago, our second show, um, we postponed it for a month because somebody had done precisely the same thing. Um, from having, I had a very brief chat with the the breed guys um, via DM. And it sounds like somebody had called up the local council saying they were concerned about underage wrestlers appearing on this wrestling show, mm. um, which was similar to complaints that had gone to the council and to our venue um, about our show, um, where it was people concerned about the safety of the wrestlers on the show yeah and i think both ourselves and breed were naive in that we didn't have the right licenses we thought we i know certainly we thought that we had the right licenses in place yeah um, for anyone who, they had... who doesn't know um there is a slight variance of of the entertainment's license which you need to allow wrestling to take place in a, a in a, a public venue um it, it yeah. doesn't uh cost any extra um, it's just just a little bit of bureaucracy. Um, yep. And a lot of places have already done it, even though they don't hold wrestling, um, just so they can cover everything. Um, yep. But not everywhere has. And as you'd expect, a cave um, didn't. No. And yeah, the, the, the reason you know this is sabotage is because the complaint comes in in like the last 72 hours yeah. before the show. Because those people know that an application for one of these licenses takes longer than that. Yeah, no, that's when that's um, when I get concerned about the uh, the welfare of young wrestlers um, on a show. Is the last seventy two hours? Yeah, you know, I uh, I needle about should... it up until that point, um, but it doesn't overly concern me, and that's when I start losing sleep. Yeah, it should be noted that Breed didn't have any underage wrestlers no. on on that card, um, so it was a malicious complaint. Yeah, um, I, I think. I wanted to believe that this stuff was done with. I hadn't seen this sort of stuff sort of surface in a while because probably the more, more established 
promotions have already got past that so they're not going to be subject to those sort of snipes and attacks um and but maybe we are still seeing i mean or not seeing um like working men's club shows getting shut down or yeah or um smaller shows getting shut down um there's a, I, I'm not 100% sure who the, who was responsible for this, but apparently there was another show um, booked in the area that day at a local working men's club. Um, right. And thoughts are that somebody uh, associated with that might have been responsible. Yeah, I mean, whoever it is, they're absolute fucking cock. Because it's not only uh, ruining the enjoyment of people like me and you, um, who I was really looking forward to going up to that cave, mate. I was looking forward to going to the devil's arse um, and seeing some really, really good wrestling because a lot of our favourites were on the show and Martina, the session off. Um, (laughs) But it ruins it for the people, a lot of whom are now doing this for a living. Yeah. So it's taking money off their plates. Yeah. And like, I, I, I said to um, somebody who was asking me about it the other day, I I get that people, because a lot of fans want to go, oh, you're taking money out of these people's pockets. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But also, you know, it was the fan. It's the fans who are being screwed. Yeah. Because you lose faith. Like, and, the scene, as you know, as ev- people have been joking about for weeks about Brit Rest being dead, um, and, and and frankly, that's because there's been a bit of a long hot summer where people, um, some of the bigger promotions have struggled to sort of sell tickets. Um, houses are down, um, yeah, pati- especially when compared to a couple of years ago. So when you see stuff like this, it's like I, I'm there. There are going to be people who go, I'm done. Yeah. Put, put my hands up. I thought I'd have a nice time in that cave. I love a cave. Just love hanging out in a dirty cave. Yeah. But if I can't do that, then why do? Why would I bother? Yeah. Why do I bother? And then that's money lost to the whole thing, not just to Breed, because I I I, I would imagine Breed have some regular fans, but yeah. um their their crowd is um like a lot of the promotions we were talking about at the beginning of the show, um a, a travelling promotion. Uh, are traveling fans who are who are coming to see those kind of wrestlers in those kind of situations um and if person gets put off from going to breed and decides that that's enough then they're not going to good they're not going to riptide they're not going to soul they're not going to resurgence you know yeah. they're not going to schadenfreude um so that's money lost across the scene and you, you... it's good faith lost across the scene yeah like I, I want everybody to go because they enjoy going. I don't. I think there's a lot. I do think there's a portion of um, wrestling fans who are going out of habit um, at this point, yeah. which is fine. But I want people to go because they fucking love it. Yeah. I want people to go because they're going and they're having a great time. And when things like this rear their heads, it's like, well, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. It's. Uh-huh. It's. I don't want to really have to see promoters apologizing or explaining things on the internet and that is all this leads to and that's the broken ring thing how he badly handled that and i guess we'll move right on to the next bit about rev pro and it's that kind of thing that it interrupts the the immersion in the product 
if I have to hear uh, a man in a suit, and let's face it, none of them except Andy Quilden wear a suit, um, a man in a suit explaining why something shit happened. Do you know what I mean? That That's just... You, you don't have to have that before you go and see a film. You don't have to have, generally don't have it before you go and see a band play. So to have it happen in wrestling and be caused by wrestling people, in inverted commas, is just shit. Yeah. So let's quickly review what's happened there. So a week after it was announced that Rev Pro had picked up the, um, the, the South Side Wrestling, yeah, um, which was a surprising news story. Um, uh, yeah, the, but... the, I think rumours have been flying around for a while that Southside was for sale. Yeah, um, and um, you know various people were linked with it, and then RevPro were uh, announced as the the buyers. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I it seems like a a a, a sensible move for them. Um, Southside have got a couple of decent venues that they use. I, on a regular I think basis. that's that's the key. Um, one venue in particular, uh, if you look at uh, where Southside hosts their biggest shows, um, I think that that venue is probably the reason behind the sale. Um, and we saw earlier in the year, uh, RevPro were um, making a lot of moves around the country, doing yeah. a kind of semi touring. Um, thing um, to varying degrees of success so they clearly want to position themselves as the UK's top indie and yeah I think you know I think that spot is up for grabs Mm. Um, and I think like if they can hold on to the New Japan Association I don't see any reason why they can't be that and fill that role yeah but conversely they've got to do something more than be New Japan's British partner um, absolutely, because absolutely. that's the only thing that sells their tickets now. Um, and well, so let's talk about let's talk about the issue at hand. All right, okay. Because it's something that's going to put a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, so as you noted earlier, uh, they had their big summer sizzler event mm-hmm. um, just before New Japan were in town. Um, yeah. Using a lot of the same talent. And on yeah, that so... show, there was a. Um, match a tag team match for a shot at the New Japan Tag Team Champions the following night. God, God yeah, is the New Japan Tag Team Champions on his own. Yes, well, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, a trio, isn't there? Yeah. 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 So um, we had Aussie Open, the two Australian lads, against Shah Samuels and Josh Bodum. Um, and the the match finished with a bit of a wonky um, ending, um, yeah. where Josh Bodum appears from the footage to uh, not kick out in time, and the referee counts three. Uh, yeah. By all accounts, this was the planned outcome of the match. Yeah, it wasn't the planned finish. Over. It was the planned outcome. Yeah. Um, and it, But it was the aftermath of this that I think um, is the, the, the real sticking point. I mean, I don't think I know yeah. <laughs> what happened after this. Um, now, I think so... it was an incident three minutes into the match, Chris. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Would you want to explain that? Okay, so after the match, um, Josh Bodum and Shah Samuels, who I assume are the baddies. Um, it's it's kind of weird. I don't follow RevPro anymore, um, mainly because, I mean, it's weird, like Summer Sizzler, 
uh, always used to be the show where you'd get um, or one of the shows, one of the big shows that RevPro put on where you'd get the RevPro guys against the Japanese lads. Uh, not Japanese lads, the Japanese boys. Uh, Japanese lads, nowhere near a Red Pro ring. They wouldn't have women in their ring. Don't be stupid. No. no, um, no. But now, are there really any Rev Pro lads? And I could see all the Japanese fellas the night after anyway. So, um, Josh Bowden and Shah Sam was kind of the home team, if you know what I mean, the Rev Pro team. But I, I guess with Josh Bowden being involved in it, they're the baddies um, because he's made a... a a decent fist of being thoroughly unlikable, um, which, you know, turns out to have been a shoot. It's not, not, not an act. Um, and they lost a match uh, in um, questionable circumstances. And so Shah Samuels attacked the ref. Um, he did it in a very wrestling way uh, in that he did a, a body slam and threw the ref to the ground. It turns out apparently that's what injured um, the ref more than anything else. But um, right. it was kind of you know a wrestling kind of body slam type thing um and then when the referee rolled outside josh bowden uh kicked the shit out of him basically uh threw yes. some knees in um and then just kind of piled on top and it was kind of like ha 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 look at the baddies the baddies have lost look at the baddies beating up the referee sore losers sore losers yeah so for, for you know in in you know in the instant following the match and like the days following the match um it was just accepted that there'd been a screw up and that the baddies had been sore losers right yeah they've been caught on camera beating up the referee yeah in the ways that wrestlers sometimes beat up yeah you know refs take a bump don't they especially at ref pro yeah yeah they do yeah yeah. the the home of the roberts crush or at least it was um but it comes out later on um, in a statement from the referee whose name escaped. Aaron Wilde. Aaron Wilde. Um, that, yeah, he was injured yeah. in this incident. Um, and that he wasn't happy being a part of it. Um, and considered it, a, essentially considered it an attack. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Aaron's claiming, and I've got no reason to uh, dispute his claims, that uh, he won't be able to referee, refer. Uh, wrestling uh, anymore and um at least for the time being he won't be able to referee um football which um you can make uh, a bit of extra pocket money from probably more than you can from refereeing wrestling even at sunday league a referee will get sort of 30 quid for his two hours work on a sunday morning so you know it's not inconsiderable the uh the inconvenience as well as the injury and pain that he went through. Now, there's a couple of things at play here. As we say, this this kind of thing happens all the time. You know, um, wrestlers beat up referees, and it's fine. Usually, the referees are in on the job, and it's a planned spot. Um, but even sometimes, if it's not, there's usually at least a kind of a suggestion uh, from the wrestler in that you would call a spot with uh, a uh, another wrestler in the ring that you know you would go up and you'd say, right. That's been that's been fucked. Let's do. I'll body slam you, you know, under your breath, and then the ref would say, "Okay, do it," and then you do it. Apparently, that didn't happen. Um, Charles Samuels just went up and body slammed uh, Aaron, who is trained to take a bump. Uh, he has done some wrestling training, so it's not that. It was just that he wasn't ready for it and it was awkward. And then he got assaulted outside the ring. Um, now, this, as you say, didn't come to light for a week. 
Uh, and when it did come to light, uh, RevPro put out a slightly weird statement at first saying that, you know, they didn't see it, um, even though there's a fan cam of the incident which shows um, a camera pointing right at it. Um, although Andy Quilden's point was that the live stream didn't capture it. So perhaps the director on the day hadn't uh, switched that camera, the one nearest to the incident going on, um, onto what was going on. Um, but then they said that uh, Shah was going to be uh, internally disciplined, uh, but Bodum was uh, cut loose from the company. Yeah, and- presumably some of that's come from conversations that management have had with both of them well you'd imagine so um but then social media kind of reared its ugly head i mean it had a little bit before that in that both um samuels and bodum had been quite dismissive of the incident um joking about it um showing no contrition at all um but then uh when josh bodum was fired uh he dropped a a a truth bomb uh in the form of a facebook message from andy quilden yeah, so he posted something that basically was Andy Quilden messaging him, saying he had his back. Yeah. Now, I think you can take that for what it's worth. I, I, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable for somebody to say, I've got your back, and then decide that they haven't got your back later on. Yeah. Because, you know, who knows what the conversation went with after that, uh, went like after that. Like, he could have gone, I've got your back. Uh, let's have a chat about what's going on here. Yeah, and then but it, he had a chat with him and decided, like, because having your back can mean. Well, it, the lot. tone of that message gonna... was, you know, oh, this referee is kicking up a shit, uh, um, some shit on Twitter. But don't worry, right. I've got your back. So, you know, the the initial kind of accusation and stuff was out there. It was dismissed as kicking up some shit. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed in, in the kind of RevPro reaction to it. And since this message has come out, they've not said a word. Um, mm. And I think they're hoping it will go away. Um, but I think it's, it's soured a lot of people on a company that still had a lot of goodwill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm boycotting it already uh, for other reasons. But if I wasn't boycotting it, maybe I'd have to think about boycotting it. I don't know. Yeah. So Josh Bodum is done with British wrestling, yeah. by all accounts. It's, um, it's kind of sad because he is an effective heel. Um, and I, I enjoy watching him work. But apparently in recent months, he's just become an even bigger cock. I mean, it's sad in that somebody who has a modicum of talent doesn't know how to be a decent human being. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, being a decent human being is... Uh, probably should be your first priority i think yeah um you're not so good that i'm gonna put up with any erratic behavior like you'd have to be you'd have to be lionel messi wouldn't you to get away with some of the stuff that he's getting away with i think so <laughs> you'd have yeah, to I'm... be top of your game and he's not that He's had opportunity after opportunity. Um, there's a story um, about his time in All Japan. He had yep. a tour in All Japan that was supposed to go on for months and months and months, and I think ended after a fortnight because of his actions out there. Um, just, you know, somebody who can't can't get out of his own way. So, yeah. And I, I don't know so what happens here. Um, 
with RevPro or with Shah Samuels. It appears Bodum is done from wrestling, although is anybody ever really done from wrestling? Um, you know, there's always a way back for people. Uh, uh, we've seen Dan Edler recently. Uh, yeah. um, so hopefully, we, we hope that some people are completely done with wrestling yeah. and some people seem to slime their way back in somehow. But, I mean, um, yeah, as you say, a lot of incidents in a short amount of time that just reminded people um, that BritRest isn't dead, it's actually still alive, uh, and it's it's just a bit reeky broken yeah um but it is what it is isn't it um right uh, let's see what other questions well do you have to get i off? have to get off so um we were going to preview the the natural progression series which we're going to tomorrow um yeah. at that progress um i don't think we're gonna have time we've gone over an hour anyway um so yeah shall we say goodbye to people and promise them that we will we will uh both preview in the form of telling you the names of these people after it's happened <laughs> and uh, assess, um, give our uh, uh, verdict on the National Progression Series after it tomorrow. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we'll definitely be back after uh, Natural Progression Series tomorrow. I keep calling it National okay, so Progression mean, Series. The National Progression. Um, it's like the Duke of Edinburgh. It is, yeah. Um, and... Um, so you will hear from us again uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but thanks for listening. Thanks for putting up with our opinion. <laughs> well, people already people really about. needed to know what the Love the Graps fellas felt about what was going on. Yeah, and I think it probably just pretty much tallies with the consensus. Yeah. So well done, lads. <laughs> um, so we'll speak to you again tomorrow. Um, but for now, it's 3 p.m., so go to bed. With my baby gun, I would kill birds. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills, every class, the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Of the world that we keep, we're just starfish on the beach